Hello and welcome to the next parenting podcast from Together for Families from Cornwall Council. Now please remember if there's anything that you hear in this that you'd like more information on, please visit cornwall.gov.uk forward slash together for families or support in cornwall.org.uk. Now, this week we'll be talking about how good you are as a parent, discovering those tips on staying calm with a screaming toddler, but first we'll learn about our own parenting tools as we catch up with Caroline, who's one of our family workers. Today we are looking at some tools from our parenting toolbox. And I know what you're thinking. Caroline, you're on the wrong podcast. I'm listening for some ideas. I don't need any DIY tips. And my child's not a piece of flat pack furniture from that well-known but shall remain nameless shop. But please, bear with me for a moment. Just like assembling a piece of furniture or doing any DIY project, we need to use different tools for different jobs. So with children, we shouldn't use the same strategy or tool, if you like, for every situation or behaviour. Today we're going to look at three tools that can be used to support our children. Avoid, planned ignore and redirect. But before we start, I have some did you know facts. So, did you know parents or carers who are sensitive to their child's needs and respond quickly to their child's emotional clues, so that could be crying or sulking, tend to raise children who are more able at regulating their own emotions. So that's staying calm. Fact number two. A lot of babies with responsive parents have a period of peak crying around six weeks old. And the last one. While a toddler's shout of mine may seem to be a selfish refusal to share, it may indicate that they are beginning to understand that other people are separate beings. Now, those aren't just random facts that I've shoehorned in. As we go through the podcast, I hope you'll see why I've highlighted those ones. So, our first tool in the parenting toolbox is avoid. I mentioned this one briefly in the podcast about responding to your child. Be an owl, not a crocodile, with Karen, a parenting worker. If you haven't listened to that one, it's worth a listen, but I'll go into it again and look at it in a little bit more detail now. So I'll set the scene. It's raining. Your little one, or not so little one, is tired. You're feeling a little under the weather. There's no food in the house and you need to go shopping. Most of us have been there. So what do you do? Do a big full week's shop or just grab what you need for the day? If you could, avoid doing the weekly shop to the next day or whenever. Hopefully by then everyone is less likely to have a tantrum in the shop, including yourself. It's okay to avoid some situations entirely. And there are some things you can, but there are some things you can't avoid. Like little Johnny turning up at toddler group who likes to play with all the toys at once. Or the first day dropping off at nursery. Or the royal visit from great Auntie Doris. Most of us have one of those. In these examples, you would have to use different tools or strategies from your toolbox to help the child through a tricky situation. Our second tool in our toolbox is planned ignoring. Now, it's important to note with this one that you are ignoring the behaviour, not the child. Think back to the did you knows 
A child who is responded to by their adult grows up to be more able to stay calm and cope with large emotions. Another thing to note is that children love, and I mean love, attention. It is a drive they all have. It helps them learn. If children are mainly responded to when they are doing something we don't want them to do, they will learn that they will get attention for the negative things. Children learn what they live. When I discuss this tool with parents, we often draw up a list of behaviours they can and cannot ignore. And this varies between families. But one thing they all agree on is that they want to keep their children safe. So behaviours that could hurt the child, others or property should not be ignored. For example, we could ignore the repeated requests for a chocolate bar before lunch by saying, when you have had your lunch, then you can have a chocolate bar. If they continue, tell them that you will not listen to the question being asked lots of times. You are planning to ignore this specific behaviour. Before I move on to the last tool, it might be worth remembering our child and their development. A baby who is crying lots does not have any words to tell you that their gums are hurting, they're hungry or they have a bad tummy ache. Ignoring them will not make them cry less or feel loved so should not be used. But also think of a toddler. They are growing and learning fast and need you to help them understand the world and how to play and take turns with others. They need us to give them attention to learn these things. Without us, they won't learn. Remember to think about when you can use planned ignoring effectively. And the last tool for today is redirect. This is a handy tool for when you can see something that's about to happen and if you don't intervene and quick. Think the superman of tools. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No, it's a quick thinking parent who has whipped out a toy from their pocket or noticed that there is a bird or a plane in the sky. It could be asking the child to help you with something or changing the activity that will move the child from the unfolding situation. It can be as simple as you like, just use your imagination. Sometimes it's good to have some ideas pre-planned. Think back to Auntie Doris coming to visit. Perhaps you could have the DVD set up ready or some snacks prepared. So those were our three tools from our parenting toolbox today. Uh, But just to recap, we have avoid. It's fine to avoid some situations, Pick your battles carefully. Planned ignoring, a powerful tool, but use it wisely. And redirect, a speedy solution for those unexpected situations. Thanks very much to Caroline. And don't forget, Together for Families runs a whole host of free parenting courses. You can find out more information about those by contacting your local family hub or by visiting the website supportingcornwall.org.uk. Now, I'm a parent myself. We've all had those moments where your small person can erupt into a flood of tears, anger and emotion. Normally happens in a supermarket or somewhere like that. But how best do you stay calm in those situations? Well, one of our family workers, Nina, has some great tips for you. Did you know that going for a walk can make you feel calmer? Walking is one of many activities that can help us feel calm. However, keeping calms with kids is a balancing act. 
Within our busy lives, we're not always able to get to an outside space for a walk whenever things start to get frantic, which is why today's podcast is all about simple ways we can keep us and the kids calm. So let's get started. The first step is to check in with your physical body. Our bodies are so clever and are constantly giving us information. One of the ways you and your children can do this is through taking a second to close your eyes and think about what your body is doing from your feet all the way up to your head. Ask yourself or your child, what can you feel? Look out for any feelings. For example, some people feel tension in their ribs or their neck, which may be a sign that they are feeling a bit anxious. Maybe your child feels butterflies in their tummy or experiences sweaty and clammy hands and feet when they are nervous. Making a habit out of tuning into your physical self for a moment each day provides an opportunity for you and your children to recognise stages in the build-up of tension and identify and discuss feelings and issues so that we can start to feel calm. It is also important to identify certain things that we can include in our daily lives to help us remain calm. Can you think of activities that you like? For me, it's having a cup of tea, taking a deep breath, walking my dog, doing yoga and listening to calm music or stories. Commonly for children, it's a special teddy or a blanket going to the playground, having one-to-one special time with a parent or carer, or reading their favourite book. Whatever it may be, it's important to make sure we have time for calming activities in our other way, busy daily routine, so that our children recognise what makes them feel calm. Now, I know what you're thinking. This advice is all well and good, but not very helpful when our toddlers are mid-tantrum. It's very natural for children to act out when they are struggling with big feelings. However, it's important to accept your child's emotions and emotional responses and to help them try and identify them and calm them in a safe way. There are a few ways that can help your child identify their emotions. The first one is providing clear household rules and routines to help children know what to expect. It may help them to develop the resources they need to deal with the less predictable outside world. Show empathy and accept your child's emotions and emotional responses by saying something like, I see that you are mad that you can't have a snack before tea time. Identifying the emotion for them may help bring their awareness to how they are feeling and why. Talk about your own feelings. Model using language around feelings so that your children can learn how to identify and put into words their own feelings. For example, I feel happy that you found your toy. Feeling talk from adults help children to be less likely to resort to other behaviours to express emotions such as hitting out. In contrast, Research shows that parents who don't talk about their feelings may be encouraging their children to bottle up their feelings too. Encourage your children to talk freely about feelings. 
be sure they understand that it's not always okay to action their feelings, but it is always okay to talk about them and to know that all feelings are normal and natural. Try to avoid saying, don't be sad, or you shouldn't be angry about that. Instead, encourage them to describe to you how they are feeling and help them accurately identify their feelings. Model being calm and showing your children that you can handle your own big feelings without flying off the handle or withdrawing. Instead, talk about your emotions and your strategies for coping. For example, I'm getting frustrated that I can't get this lid off. I'm going to step back and take a couple of deep breaths. Teach positive self-talk. Our underlying negative thoughts can intensify or even cause unhappy emotions, whereas calming thoughts can help us to feel calm in our body. If your child is feeling unsure, ask them how they feel about themselves. If they say they feel like they can't do something, talk them through the negative self-talk and see if they can come up with a more positive view about themselves, such as, I did my best. Teach your children to quietly tell themselves thoughts that help them to stay calm and to gain control of the situation. For example, if they are annoyed by another child, they can think, I will ignore them. It is not worth getting upset about. I can stay calm. I am strong. Then they can go and tell an adult the situation in a calm manner. Can you and your children come up with a list of positive self-talk? My favourites are, take three breaths. I can handle this. I can calm down. Use tough situations as springboards to teach problem solving to your children. Sometimes children and adults resort to emotional outbursts because they haven't learnt strategies for getting something they want. You can show your children how to think through various ways of responding to a situation and the consequences of those responses. In a difficult situation, ask your child to think of several possible solutions and then ask them to think about the consequence of each. For example, if they hit another child because they are playing with their toy, they might get into trouble for hitting and will most likely not get to play with the toy. Use praise to reinforce this type of problem solving and practice with other possible situations. Teach your children to imagine that they are a turtle and can go into their shell when their feelings are too big and they are unable to think positively or use problem-solving strategies. During these times when the feelings are so big and your child doesn't feel calm, remind them to imagine they are a turtle and can go into their shell to calm down. Once they have imagined being safely in their shell, they can say to themselves, take three deep breaths. Teach them to breathe in through their nose and feel their tummy expand for five seconds and then breathe all the air out through their mouth for seven seconds. And last but not least, don't forget to praise children's efforts to think about their emotions as this will help them keep calm. So there you have it, some simple tools to help you and your kids keep calm.
And now for today's gem, I'll leave you with a question. Can you think back to the last time you felt calm? What were you doing? What were your children doing? Now, brainstorm some things that make you feel calm and plan to fit three of these things, if you can, into your daily routine. Thank you for listening. Goodbye, good luck and have fun. Thanks there to Nina. Now, do you think you are a good parent? Well, children don't come with manuals and sometimes it's hard to feel confident in your own ability, but you are doing an awesome job for your children. Now, two of our family workers, Mel and Deborah, are here to tell you why. We wanted to share something with you to see if you can relate to this. Parenting is a full-time job. Have you ever thought what the job description might say? This is something we share with our parents when they come on our groups. Did you know? Wanted. A person to work 24-hour shifts, seven days a week. No holidays, low status, little appreciation and much criticism. Must be flexible with manual, intellectual and managerial skills. Have endless patience, energy and good ideas. It's a live contract, no grievance procedure, no qualifications required, no training given, no salary or pension. Additional duties during COVID-19 include lockdown teacher, counsellor and entertainer. This is just an example of what is required as a parent. You may be able to add things to this list. You may be a parent of a child with additional needs, which could increase the number of tasks you have to juggle. Did you know that children spell love as T-I-M-E? This is your time to spend time with your child. Just think about it for a minute. What does it mean for you? We think this means that spending quality time with your child is showing them love far greater than material things ever can. I hope you can see how much a role you have in raising, caring and supporting your child to help them with their journey into adulthood. Try to remember how important your role as their parent carer is and to be their number one fan. When you gave birth to your child or children, you were not handed the instructions of how to raise them. You're taking on the role of a detective on a daily basis to work out what your child may need. You are the child's main role model. They watch and listen to what you do. The role as parent carer in supporting your child's emotions is just as important as caring for their physical needs. It's important to name, describe and find ways to manage emotions. Emotions can be scary for children and can lead to unwanted behaviours if they are unable to recognise what they feel and why this is. By giving your child as many emotion words as possible and by you also expressing your emotions with them, this will help their communication skills and can reduce frustration. Remember to keep it simple and age appropriate. A great way to talk with your child is to use the phrase, I feel when you. Again, try to use language your child will understand. For example, I feel happy when you play a game with me. By letting your child know why you are happy with them, builds their self-esteem and they are more likely to repeat the activity. Often, children only respond with a shrug or a, I don't know, when we ask them how they feel. 
So what about changing the way you ask your child? Have you ever thought about wording it differently? Try asking, I wonder why you, or I notice you are looking. This gives your child the chance to open up to you. It is you who is wondering or notice, and you are not directing it on your child. It is important to give your child time to process what you are asking, so give them time to respond. This is called giving them take-up time. Try not to jump in with another question. This is a great opportunity to reconnect as a family, getting to know each other all over again. Children change as they develop and finding the time to reconnect with them helps build confidence and a closer bond. Did you know that spending up to 10 minutes each day of quality time with your child can reduce the number of unwanted behaviours? These 10 minutes can be found during your daily routine in activities such as going for a walk, preparing a meal, bath time or reading a story at bedtime. Try to find the time to have fun playing with your child and follow their lead with games they play. Try not to interrupt their play with lots of questions, which we can be guilty of doing. Take the time to sit back and watch. Be like a commentator as if you were playing a TV quiz show. Say what you see. For example, Billy, I can see you are putting a red brick on top of the blue brick. With older children, just being present in the room with them and available without distractions gives them the opportunity to involve you or to ask for help if they need it. Older children learn from doing things for themselves. Try not to rush in to help, but possibly guide from the sidelines with a few encouraging words. Please remember, you are still an individual as well as a parent carer. Parenting can be tiring. This is why we stress how important it is for you to take time for yourself. This could be having an uninterrupted cup of tea or coffee, going for a walk, reading a magazine or book, having a bath in peace, or meeting a friend or a family member. Alongside the good times, as there are with any job, you can also experience challenging times. Acknowledge these moments, try not to give yourself a hard time. Try not to be influenced by the opinion of others or how they raise their child and what they feel will be best for your child. You are the one that knows your child the best. Each child is unique and will develop at their own pace. Bear in mind, child development is a journey and not a race. Spend time to interact with your child, enjoy each other's company. They grow up so fast and as a parent we want them to reach their full potential and go out into the world with life skills which will help them in school and as they grow up. So, try not to exhaust yourself trying to be the perfect parent. You may look at other parents in the school playground or the supermarket looking calm and their children standing patiently by their side, whilst your child is running around or having a tantrum on the floor and you realise you have babysit down your top or odd shoes on. This, then, would be a good time to remind yourself that you need to stay calm and take three deep slow breaths and say to yourself, does it really matter? So to summarise, the gems for this session are Child development is a journey, not a race. Don't underestimate how difficult it is being a parent, especially in these times. Go easy on yourself and remember to plan something nice just for you. 
children spell love, T-I-M-E. So try to plan 10 minutes special time each day. And finally, pick your battles and does it really matter? That's it for this week. Thank you for listening and please don't forget to hit that subscribe button. And if you want more information on anything that we've discussed in today's podcast, do get in touch via supportincornwall.org.uk or by contacting one of our local family hubs. You can also follow us on social media by visiting facebook.com forward slash TFF Cornwall. Thanks for listening and take care.